Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Over the years, I've had lots of episodes about Marian apparitions. We've talked a lot about Fatima, a little bit about Garamandal, some other Marian apparitions, Our Lady of America. But of course, being from Wisconsin and having written quite extensively myself, I have talked a lot about the apparition in Champion, Wisconsin. Many years known as Our Lady of Good Help, but now known as Our Lady of Champion. And I love talking about Our Lady and her apparition in Wisconsin, received by Adele Bryce in 1859. One of my last Pilgrim episodes about Champion was with Tony Ganser. You might remember an NPR journalist. He was visiting Champion, and I wanted him to share his impressions. And that's something that is very passionate of mine. One of my passions in sharing is because I love visiting holy shrines. I, I travel all over the country. Uh, I, I sometimes travel specifically to visit a particular shrine. I've grown in great love and admiration for many of our saints. I love the shrine to Mother Cabrini down in Chicago. Uh, it's a place that I try to stop whenever I'm in the area. Uh, I, I was very enamored with the story of St. John Neumann, the Archbishop of Philadelphia, who has a shrine down in the Philadelphia region. And as a person that visits these shrines, I have my own routines when I visit, what I do there, what I try to do there, praying at the relics of the saint, for example. When I go to Lourdes, what do I do in Lourdes? I go to the grotto. I go to the Adoration Chapel. I actually have a specific spot at the Adoration Chapel in Lourdes that I can see Jesus, but I can also see Our Lady at the grotto. So I'm a man of routine, and I have lots of different things that I'll do. So I always think it's interesting to talk with another pilgrim to see how it is that they experience one of these holy sites. I've gotten to know Anthony Bana for some time now. Over the last several years, he's been a frequent visitor to the Shrine in Champion, Wisconsin. He's visited me at my parish. And so today, he's again visiting me at my parish while he's visiting Champion, Wisconsin. And I'm delighted to have our conversation today in which he's going to share what he does as a pilgrim because he comes to Wisconsin all the way from Florida. He really makes the sacrifice. He makes that pilgrimage, the expense of a flight, hotels, whatever, and uh, he comes on pilgrimage. So I think that's a, a marvelous thing, and I want to hear more about why he comes and what he does when he visits the Shrine in Champion, Wisconsin. We're at my kitchen table, so this is being recorded live and in person. So thanks so much, Anthony, for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very, uh, very excited to share the story of, of why um, I really appreciate Our Lady of Champion. And uh, Anthony is also a city councilman, so he is involved in the political life of his local community where he comes from in Florida. He also uh, named a marketing company, I think, Our Lady of Good Help, or not Our Lady, but just Good Help Marketing or something like that. So is that right? Yeah, so it was actually um, 
kind of also how I found out about um, Our Lady of Champion, because uh, originally, as you noted, it was called Our Lady of Good Help, and uh, and my family name was uh, an Italian name. It was Bonaiuto, and I've always had a uh, um, interest in Marian shrines and Marian devotions, and you know. Um, you know, you have Our Lady of Good Success, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And, and just one day I was kind of just sitting down and I says, I want to see if there's an Our Lady of Good Help. <laughs> I had no idea. I had never heard of the shrine. But the original family name was Buonaiuto, which is Italian for good help. And so I Googled it. And I'm like, not only is there a uh, Our Lady of Good Help, it's located in Wisconsin in the United States, and it's the only approved Marian apparition. And so so I said, I definitely have to make my way there and, and check that out. So it's kind of a random way to find out about it through that title of Mary, but uh, I'm definitely glad that I did. Well, that's interesting. I guess I you've told me that, but that's probably one of those little facts that I've forgotten. <laughs> and uh, so now you've reminded me of that, and that is so true. And uh, I remember too. The, I think the first time we met, uh, you had come. It was the the middle of winter, and for whatever reason, you wanted to find Father Edward Looney. Also, you were at the Shrine and Champion. Maybe you picked up a book or something. And the people at the gift store said, "Well, he's at a parish that's only like twenty minutes from here, so he's got Sunday Mass at eight thirty. And so I remember distinctly celebrating Mass at the altar and and wondering who the young man was standing in the back of church, not sitting in a pew, and uh, and whatnot. And I think you might have even like did did you get like go in the ditch or something too on the way to my parish was there a snowstorm do I or is that someone else that I'm thinking of so I did uh so this that whole trip was planned I was in the I was actually in the middle of a special election for city council and it was it was um you know elections are very intense and uh I, I wanted to make a personal retreat afterwards, and I decided that was going to be the best time to do it right after that election. And um, it was in, you know, everyone in Florida said, you're crazy. You're going to Wisconsin in the <laughs> in the middle of winter. And I said, you know, a- absolutely. I've been wanting to go there for a long time, and it's the perfect thing that I need after an election. And so I did, not on the way to your parish, but on the way to the shrine, um, I did get a little bit because uh, on the uh, on the side of the road and I had uh, some nice folks help me uh, get out with uh, with one of those chains or whatever whatever you all have up here in Wisconsin that sure <laughs> gets Floridians out of the snow well, and, that's interesting yeah so you probably hadn't driven much in snow before no not not really I mean I went to I went to uh, university in Washington DC um, but uh, Use public transportation most of the time there, and uh, had only driven maybe once or twice in snow before. So you are recently married uh, within the last year, right? Or maybe a little more than a year now? Uh, just September, yeah. So, so uh, less than a year coming up on your one year anniversary, mm-hmm. and uh, so I remember too. There was something with maybe you and your. Girlfriend, fiance, were praying a rosary litany, a book that I had written. Is is that true? Is that some sort of recollection that I have that together you prayed uh, with something that I had written? Yes. Yeah, so um, 
kind of with that trip, one of the things, you know, I was, I was uh, single at the time looking to, looking to get married. And, um, you know, I, it was one of the gr- things that I prayed for here in, in champion. Um, I met my, my soon to be spouse shortly after that. Um, then I had, uh, I'd shared with her the experience of this, of this trip. And so when I was preparing to come to the shrine, I had searched for everything I could find in Our Lady of Good Help. And one of the first things that came up was um, a prayer book for pilgrims, which is what uh, a book that you had written, which is basically a guide to the shrine. And I had ordered it on Amazon, had it shipped to the um, Airbnb that I was staying in. Um, and so it was there uh, waiting for me when I when I arrived. And I had um, I was I was really excited about the book, and we'll talk about it probably a little bit later because um, it's one of the things that that um, you know I highly recommend you get if you're if you are going to the shrine. And this is not a paid endorsement. <laughs> it is not, and uh, and so on our on our first date, I was I was um, I, I think. One of the days when I was up at the shrine, as you mentioned, they told they suggested, well, you may you may catch him at his parish. I had asked you to sign the book, and I had done a Facebook post about it. And so, on our first date, um, when I was describing my experience at the shrine, um, she had made a comment like, "Oh, oh, that's that that's you know that's the guy with the book." Or, or something where uh, you know it, she had she had went a bunch of Facebook posts back to uh, to find that, and so we both laughed about how uh, how much research she had done about me before yeah. the before the first date. And then um, one of the things she wanted to do for my first Valentine's Day was she made she actually found made contact with with you and figured out how to uh, and, and and got. Uh, I think it was another a, autograph. A rosary litany. Yeah, a rosary litany, yeah. and then we would pray it that Lent. Yeah. Well, that's great. So, um, yeah, so it's always interesting, you know, as the author, as the priest, as the speaker, you know, how you cross paths with people and then how maybe sometimes that also recurs and uh, that, that uh, you never know the impact that your writings, your homilies, whatever – uh, will have on someone. So, so it's always uh, wonderful to hear uh, from individuals. So your interest in Champion, this Marian apparition, really stemmed from your name, Bonayute. Uh, but, but obviously you could have just looked it up, said, oh, there's our Lady of Good Help in Wisconsin, but uh, you, you came here then too. So, so there was something drawing you of course a lot of times people say well our lady brings you there so but um what why did you want to make that trip to wisconsin it, it, of course you mentioned too as for the retreat that prayer you were looking for that quiet and that solitude but um was there anything else you were looking for when you ma- made that first trip and what year was that first trip was that like 2021 december of 2021 yeah okay and um yeah, it, I, I just have uh, experienced so many graces since coming here. I mean, the the first trip was really, it was really about kind of decompressing after the election, um, getting clarity on on what God wanted me to do um, in my life. It was, um, you know, and to just just really experience um, those those graces uh, of Our Lady and. Um, and then 
I came back just because of, of um, you know, the peace I experience here and also what I see her um, and her prayers doing in my life. So how many times have you been back to the Champion Apparition site? This is my fourth visit. Okay. And uh, when you come, do you come for a few days? Like, what, what's that look like? Because you're literally taking time out of your life. And, and th- this is the, the crazy thing to me, because here we are in Wisconsin, and I, I used to live in the shadows of uh, the Champion Shrine when I served as pastor in Brussels, Lincoln, and Rosaire. I now have been transferred, so I'm serving another parish community that's about 50, 52, 55 minutes from the shrine. So, so not incredibly that far, but you know, even when I lived within 20, 25 minutes of the shrine, it was amazing to me that there was a gentleman, he was going through a rough time in his life, and uh, I took him there. I took him to the shrine and champion. And, and he was just dumbfounded, and he had never been there. And he said, so I can come here anytime? I'm like, yeah, they're open until 7 o'clock. You can come any day of the week. You can come and you can pray. So, so you have local people who have not been to the Shrine and Champion. I'm sure where I'm at now, 55 minutes away, if we were to take a poll of my parishioners, I bet a greater majority, we're probably talking 60 to 75% of them, have not been to the Shrine and Champion and maybe if they haven't been there, 60 to 65% of them, maybe of those, 80% of them probably have never heard of it. And that's just, you know, sometimes it's on the news, but maybe it's they don't care, they're not interested, I don't know. But so I guess the point there, what I'm trying to make is, is that people locally don't even go there. And here you are going to your local airport, getting on a American Airlines flight or a Delta flight, and you're coming to Austin Straubel Airport. One time you did fly into Midway, and that was yeah. kind of like a, a nightmare, I think, <laughs> with the car rental and stuff. But um, but you fly, and then you rent a car, and so you're incurring expense. So um, why come back so many times? You know, there's um, there's just there's 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 something there's something really special about that place you know and and i know i know you can you can talk to god anywhere but there's also something special about places and we're and and entering into prayer and and mary chose this place this this place in rural wisconsin to uh to appear appear to adele um to to do the the miracle of the fire. She chose this place, this specific place, and to be able to come to that same place um, just allows me to connect with her um, and, and and my prayers in a in a very in a very special way. And 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 I I believe that um, you know the, the proof is in the pudding. I I seen the graces of 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 the prayers that have been that have been said here. And that's an interesting thing that, you know, you can pray anywhere, but you've seen the graces. And really, when it comes to shrines, there are singular graces that I think that are, are applicable from a shrine. So, you know, you, you live in Florida. Every time you come here, I always ask you, how far are you from St. Augustine, Florida? Listeners will know I have a great devotion to Our Lady of La Leche. I've prayed for lots of couples who, who have struggled to conceive. And, um, you know, I'm very touched to hear stories of you prayed for my 
son or daughter, and now they have a child, and I have a grandchild, and you prayed for them when you were in St. Augustine. I, I love to vacation there at least once a year down there and to pray for couples in that situation. So, But there, there is that grace that's associated with that shrine and with that image that that couples who struggle to conceive, who are struggling with fertility, that they're granted the grace of the fertility or the gift of adoption after they pray there. And, and uh, that's, that's one shrine. So look at all the other shrines and, you know, go to any shrine. Now, now we talk about Our Lady of Good Help, and this is a historical devotion. There are shrines and basilicas to Our Lady of Good Help in Belgium and in France and all over the world. And when you go to those places, you see the graces. Like there's this one church, I think it's in, uh, I think it's in Belgium, but maybe it was in France. But in that chapel of Our Lady of Good Help, they have little plaques that say, in, you know, it's in French, I, I remember, because I'm translating it in my head as I see it. But it's like, in remembrance of this grace or in remembrance of this healing. And so people have received those graces. The, the other thing you mentioned, the miracle of the fire. And, you know, you said Our Lady chose to appear here. And, and this is all within the divine plan. So, so you know, Our Lady goes to her son and, and he says, I want you to go to earth and I want you to give a message in this little village to this little woman named Adele Bryce. Kind of sounds like the, the first chapter of Luke. You know, an angel of God went to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. Well, the Blessed Virgin, she goes to a Belgian immigrant who settles in northeastern Wisconsin in a little village and her name was Adele Bryce, and she receives that message. And just as Our Lady, she, she didn't know what was going to happen with her life. She didn't know that her yes at the Annunciation was going to mean standing at the foot of the cross or fleeing into Egypt. But Our Lady, who says yes there, then allows the plan of God to unfold. And so Our Lady, who comes to champion, almost in the divine plan that Almighty God knew that on October 8th of 1871, the very day before the 12th anniversary of the Marian apparition, a fire would break out in Peshko and people would flock to the shrine and champion or the chapel. They would surround themselves around Adele Bryce and the, the, the sisters and the school kids and that they would pray and that there would be this miraculous preservation. This is, this is ordained by God. She could have went anywhere, but God knew that in the fullness of his will that all of these things would take place. And it's kind of a, a marvel to think about. So to come to northeastern Wisconsin. So you come to Champion because you experience peace. And, and that sense of Our Lady, do you, is it palpable? You, you know that Our Lady's there when you've been there? Especially down in the, uh, the oratory. Um, you know, I, you know I, I just I, I can't describe the peace that you feel and, and, and when you... Uh, when you enter into prayer down there. Now, what do you do when you come to Champion? So, so let me tell you, I know that you're at Champion today, this Marian apparition site. You're there from noon until 7 o'clock. So that's seven hours. Some people probably don't pray seven hours in a week. You've done spiritual exercises today for seven hours. So what what you know what do you do in that time? 
Well, How do you spend the day at the shrine? Well, and you know, if if someone hasn't been to the shrine, it is it is not a very large property. It's very it's very small. And you spend seven hours there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but there's there's so much you can and again not a paid advertisement, but the the uh, the pilgrim's prayer guide really kind of helped focus in the prayer and you know and I I um, I. I've taught CCD before, and I always tell the you know the kids about the different kinds of prayer, and yeah, we have informal prayer and formal prayer, and and we need the the informal prayer is the one everyone gets. We talk to God, but the formal prayer really helps focus our prayer on the things that we might not on our own devices talk to God about, and it really helps us in that part of our relationship. And so we need both, and so. One of the things I like to do when when I come on pilgrimage is to have a really good prayer guide to invite in, invite me into prayer and 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 make sure that I'm focusing on um, the whole of my spiritual life instead of instead of only those things that I want to focus on. Um, I kind of let God speak to me through through um, through those through those writings, and so there's there's so many things and so many. Um, ways to experience God and pray at that shrine. So, you know, there's a way to pray the Stations of the Cross and relate that back to Adele in her life. There's a way to pray the Rosary and for each mystery and, and relate that back to the message of Champion. Um, so, you know, today I, I there's a there's a Rosary path. Um, it's like a little circle and there's a station and on each station they have each, a picture, an image from each mystery of the rosary. And so what I did, I literally took my rosary and started with the joyful mysteries and walked station to station. And I read the reflection before each mystery from the book. And this reflection is in that blue prayer book <laughs> yeah. that I wrote. That I'm okay. not being paid to advertise. <laughs> You're not paid to advertise. But, you yeah. know, it just dumbfounds me that, you know, you write the book, and that's the whole intention. But then to meet someone that actually does it, that, yeah. that's insane to me. And so, yeah, I mean, I literally, and that took that took close to, I think, an hour and a half, two hours to do all 15 mysteries right around and just really reflect on them. And, and then, then I did the stations right after that. Um I spent some time down in the the oratory. There's some there's some beautiful prayers in the book. Um, it's a, it's a very unique image of, of of Mary. I think it's one of the very few blonde haired Marys that you'll see, um, and it kind of reflects um, on 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 the statue and the image that you see the the different prayers and how, you know, you're putting your prayers in Mary's hands and, um, and, and, and cr her, her feet are crushing, crushing evil. And, uh, and, and, and so you have a different reflection for, for the statue. Um, there's different grottos at the, at the shrine. So there's a Our Lady of Lords grotto. There's a, there's a, there's a, um, St. John Vianney statue and there's, and there's a beautiful prayer for priests in there, uh, and so there's just there's so many there's a there's a military grotto where we we pray for our country and and all the people in the previous previous wars. And so you were telling me that I had prayers for all of these, and 
again, I'm the author of this book, and I was surprised by that. I'm like, oh, wow, I, I wrote those prayers. So. Not only do you have prayers for all of them, you relate them back to Adele and her yeah. and her message. I don't remember cool. writing the Military Grotto one. That's the one that really surprised me. Now, I know I wrote the Rosary because that's the second set of Rosary Mysteries I wrote. So there's a little Rosary book called Praying the Rosary with Sister Adele that was published by a, a publisher that no longer exists. And... Um, so that's why, like, this prayer book came to be, was because that publisher went out of business. So the novena that I had written, the the rosaries, the rosary meditations, and, like, I wrote those rose the first rosary meditations I wrote in probably 2011, 2012. So I wasn't, I, I was a novice. I was a novice, really, not in the spiritual life in terms of, or, a religious community but just i was really a beginner in my own spiritual life and and reflection on the apparition and champion and so they kind of were were just maybe several sentences string together whereas what i tried to do in the rewrite when tan books asked me if i would write this prayer book for the shrine and champion so by doing that uh, I brought it into a very formula. So, like, they always end with the same, f- like, kind of sentence, like, Mary, give me the grace or something like that. I don't have the book in front of me, so, but something along those lines. So it allowed me the opportunity to rewrite those. Uh, and then I never had written the stations. But when I was in Lourdes, France, I, I happened upon the stations that they had written and how they connected them to Adele. And I'm like, oh, that, or to Bernadette, rather. I'm like, oh, that's very beautiful. And so I thought, oh, that, that's something we could do. You know, my, my wish would be that the shrine every day would be using those meditations for the rosary. They pray the rosary at 1030 uh, before the 11 o'clock mass. And I just think it would be wonderful if they would open up the book and read that meditation. And so that the people who are praying there would begin to think about Adele and the message. And, and I think that would create the prayer of the pilgrim on that experience. And, uh, you know, that that's the whole reason, again, why that book was written, not only because all these other, like, novenas and prayers that I had written were, were out of print, and so they were able to come back, I could rewrite them, but that's the one thing I, I think pilgrims miss when they stop in Champion. They don't know the story of the apparition. That, you know, for you're a diehard, you, you know, you've come all the way from Florida to the Shrine and Champion, Wisconsin. But for the person who might be maybe a lukewarm Catholic, they saw the sign, Our Lady appeared here on the highway, they're going up to Door County, but they're like, my grandma would want me to go to the shrine. And so they go and they, they go in the church, maybe they go in the basement, but, but they don't know the story. That's probably one thing. They, they don't really understand the significance of it. And then, you know, I, I'm down there sometimes myself in the apparition oratory, and I'm watching people. And, and for me, I'm praying the rosary down there. I, I'm spending some time in prayer. And, you know, you see the person. They come in maybe for a minute or two. They look around, and then they leave. And, and, and that always baffles me. I'm like, why wouldn't you pray a rosary? Now, I, grant, I, I get it. Not everybody has time. Maybe they already prayed it before Mass. But... Uh, but just to really enter into prayer and to have that serious conversation. So, so I wanted to help people appreciate the property and to pray with it and to, to really know and to have that experience of a pilgrim while they were there. Yeah, And um, just a couple of the other things that, that I'm able to do while I'm there, which um, so there's 
different boxes all throughout the all throughout the church um, down in the oratory where uh, pilgrims can write down their prayers and um, similar to kind of what uh, pilgrims do in the Holy Land where they write down prayers and then they they, they drop them at the holy site and so um, I actually spend a lot of time kind of writing out different petitions and uh, you know in, in my own words and dropping them in the box and I've done that that each of the days um, and uh, I know it's a great you know opportunity a lot of pilgrims Adele's message was about conversion of sinners and starts with with yourself and uh, so a lot of a lot of pilgrims avail themselves to the sacrament of confession um, and uh, which is which is available every morning most afternoons and uh, so so I always make sure to do that when when I'm in champion as well yeah so the sacramental life of the church so they have mass every day 11 o'clock now, uh, someone, uh, an astute listener to this podcast might have just heard a few moments ago, I said, you were there seven hours, you were there from noon to like seven o'clock, and you'd be like, well, why didn't you go to Mass there at 11? And, and you went to Mass in my parish this morning, so that's that's why, but you'll be there at Mass tomorrow yes. at the Shrine and Champion. And and, and I did uh, yes yesterday as well there. So... So anyways, so just, uh, you know, he did go to Mass, and Mass is important. And you should go to Mass when you go to Champion, I think, too. So, uh, But the sacramental life of the church. And uh, another beautiful thing that they do at the Shrine and Champion is they do offer the anointing of the sick. So um, they, they do so, I think, like on the last Saturday of the month, they have a special healing Mass. Kind of originates with Father Ubald and uh, his own healing ministry that he brought to the Shrine every now and again. So... Um, so when you visit the shrine and, um, you know, uh, congratulations to you because your wife, uh, is with child. So you were married a year ago almost and, and she's pregnant and, uh, and so she's getting ready to give birth, uh, in a few weeks. So that's why she didn't join you. Cause the last time you were here, uh, you, you were here, uh, with her and, uh, with, with her daughter as well. And your, your stepdaughter. So, uh, what what are the the graces that you're praying for? Like I'm assuming one of the graces you're praying for right now is for a healthy delivery, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know anything else? I I know sometimes asking this question would be a bit more personal, so feel free to to walk around it any way you want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, are there graces that you're asking for the good help of Our Lady right now? Yeah, you know, I mean, I. Definitely, for a happy, safe, and healthy delivery is 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 very uh, um, one of the primary graces we're, we're looking for. Now, we uh, you know we we want to have, if God willing, a lot of children. So we um, we we continue to ask for the um, grace of fertility and 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 uh, to be to have our marriage blessed with life. Um, you know, being in public service, I always ask for wisdom and clarity and in, in decisions related to that um and <clears throat> you know um you know pray for um you know business uh, my parish um and in particular um, a lot of the youth in our parish too um, because catechesis is a really uh important um aspect of the Dell story. So when you go home, you've gone home three other times from Champion, 
This will be your fourth time going home, getting back on a plane. Uh, how is your life different after a trip to a pilgrimage to Champion, Wisconsin? Um, it's it's just always very refreshing, you know. You know, you have the you have the challenges of your day to day life, and this is um, it's just a really quiet place where you get to spend time. Uh, with Jesus and and, and uh, pray with Mary and um, it's a whole it's a whole different um, experience and so it's it's um, it's very restful and very peaceful. Will you be back to Champion? Oh, a- absolutely! I <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But you know, this is this is a very special place not only to me but to my to my wife. Um, and uh, actually, one of the reasons we chose this specific date to come was they had a like a fundraising appeal, and we we purchased a, a brick over by the Stations of the Cross, and they're having a a mass and a special ceremony for that tomorrow. Um, and so, uh, I look forward to it as an opportunity to spend time with other people who who, who think the uh, the shrine is as special as we do. And were you here already this year one time, or is this your first visit of 2023? This is the first one of 23. We came in. We came last summer, and we came last uh, December. Okay, so you came again in the dead of winter. Well, <laughs> that's really the beginning of winter. The dead of winter is like January, February, so... Uh, well, that's remarkable, and so I hope you do come back. Of course, it's Our Lady that always invites people back, and uh, that's what people have always said about Marian pilgrimage, that you go when, when you're meant to go. And so um, what do you say to someone who's not been there? What I, what I say to someone who hasn't been there, this is... If you've if you've ever if you've ever said you know someday I'd like to make it to Lourdes, or someday I'd like to visit Our Lady of Guadalupe, or someday I'd like to go to um, visit Our Lady of Fatima, and you haven't visited Our Lady of Champion right here in the United States, uh, you can experience a piece of that right now here in Wisconsin. Um, this is the only approved apparition in the United States, and uh, every every place that Mary has has chosen to come to is a special place, and uh, you know, and it has special graces. And I, I feel as if we have this this huge treasure right here in our in our country, and um, that too many American Catholics have not experienced champion. What other Marian apparition sites have you been to? So I, I've been to Lourdes um, when I was in college. Uh, I studied abroad in, um, in Florence and then I took a, we, we had a holiday. And so I took a, a trip down to, to Lourdes and spent some time there and um and, and really enjoy it still have I, I think i brought back a gallon water jug from from there and uh and so that that's the only apparition site i, I i've been to i've been to the holy land twice um and uh, and enjoyed those enjoyed those pilgrimages um 
do take the opportunity to visit other shrines. So in the very beginning, I mentioned my admiration for the Mother Cabrini Shrine downtown Chicago on Lakeshore Drive. In fact, I got into a car accident one time driving there where I got rear-ended by, by a driver. So uh, that's how dedicated to Mother Cabrini. I showed up 15 minutes late to be their celebrant for their evening mass. Uh, I love St. John Neumann Shrine again, as I mentioned. There, there are other little oases that I find along the way as well. So um, you're in Florida. And, and again, I mentioned every time I'm like, I vacation St. Augustine, Florida. So I should come to your city one of those times. And uh, But there are other shrines in Florida. Uh, I think there are some martyrs that were there uh, somewhere. And then uh, in Orlando, there's the Our Lady Queen of the Universe Basilica or something like that. So um, do you make a, a point to visit other shrines? Uh, when you're able, yeah. So um, on the uh, on the local end, um, Our Lady Queen of the the Universe in uh, in Orlando is actually where it proposed um, because we had uh, when we were dating had been saying the Rosary together every every night um, on the phone, and uh, we, we wouldn't miss saying the Rosary, or if we if we were um, in person, like after a date, we would say the rosary. And so, um, one night I said, um, we had, we had seen a show in Orlando and I said, you know, before, before I drop you off, uh, why don't we say the prayer? Why don't we say the rosary at this church that I know? And so I, um, we, we went and we said the rosary right, um, outside, um, and after we finish the rosary, then then I then I pop the question. Um, Our Lady of La Leche have have been there a few times, you know, um, both prior to uh, marrying my wife and and after. Um, and because uh, I I know I've I've wanted children for a long time and really wanted the the graces that I'm receiving now, and so that's something that I've prayed for for a while. Um, we. Uh, we had been to we had the opportunity and if you're catholic newlyweds um you know reach out and try to do it. there's something called sposi novelli and we uh we had an opportunity to go to the vatican and have our marriage blessed for the pope not because we're special um it's just the the pope blesses newlywed marriages um and uh and when we were there we spent some time in rome and um one of the things we booked was a saints and shrines tour. Wow. And, but basically what it was, was it was a private driver who takes you around. We told him whatever we wanted to, whatever we wanted to see, you know, um, you know, this relic of Mary Magdalene, this relic of, you know, you know whatever he, he basically let us guide the tour. They had yeah. their own itinerary. Sure. And so, so we, uh, we definitely had, great time in rome i had driven um i I had went to school at georgetown when i was in college and when i studied abroad i studied in in florence and i went into i had rented a car and drove to visit the old campus um in florence and and on the way or back or on the way there we stopped in siena and uh and visited um you know saint catherine um 
we had just had we just had a miscarriage um, prior to the trip, and we visited uh, southern Italy to uh, a shrine or or something called Our Lady of Tears. Oh, and it was this it was this couple who had had a difficult pregnancy, and there was a there was a statue of Mary, and everything had everything had went okay, and it was. It was um, definitely a very interesting experience. So we're we're sitting waiting outside, and the we wanted to see the the house where the family lived, and it had closed for the day. And um, this little old Italian woman next door, we were telling her our story, and she managed to get them to open it up for us. And it was uh, it was it was just it was a really neat experience. So yeah. The point is, we we definitely do try to take advantage of however many um, you know shrines and relics and experiences that we can. Yeah, and really, again, what it comes down to is these are places of grace. This is a book I want to write. I, I'm actually working on it. It's a travel memoir of mine called Places of Grace. But that's what these places are. Everything you just described. That God is pouring out grace to us as people through the intercession of the saints at these holy places. And so that's what I want to write about uh, in that little travel memoir of mine. Just the graces I've personally received. And I think as I share that, that's going to help equip others to know, well, I can receive grace. It might not be the same grace Father Edward received. But it's going to be a grace that God intends for you because you visited that holy site. Now... Uh, you mentioned now that you're going to be a father. You prayed for that child. You're going to be a father now. Um, and, and you're hoping for many more. If there's a girl, any chance she's going to be named Adele? <laughs> well, we do like A's in our family for the, uh, for, for the first name, so that's something to consider. Yeah, well, that would be a great homage to champion. And uh, I know we've talked a little bit about this uh, in our own private discussions, but uh, I did a video on YouTube a few months back when the name changed in April to Our Lady of Champion, kind of doing away with Our Lady of Good Help. Uh, I want to write a little piece for a popular website and call it like Our Lady of Good Help Takes a Vacation. And... uh, (laughs) Just to talk about like what that looks like, what that means. And, you know, it is a historical devotion, I mentioned. And, and you just walked over to my office. I showed you my, uh, my curio cabinet of 40-plus Mary statues I've collected. And uh, three of them are Notre Dame de Bon Secours, one from France, one from Canada, one from Belgium. And uh, so, so it is a historical devotion. So... Was that unsettling for you? What was your reaction to this name change when it went from Bona, Bona Ayute, uh, from, you know, how you found her uh, because of your last name to, uh, you know, so Bon Secours in French or Good Help in English uh, to now Our Lady of Champion? What was your reaction? So, I'll, you know, I'll be honest with you. My original reaction was, was, was sadness. Like, why? Why are they changing the name? But... Uh, you know, as I um, as I kind of read more, you know, I read. I think it originally got the the name because Adele had a devotion to the Marian title. That is correct. Um, and uh, and so I just I just said, you know what? It, it's still a title of Mary. It's still part of 
Mary's character and how she provides grace to people. She she still gives them good help. And, the you know, Sister Adele had that devotion, and I share that devotion with Sister Adele. And it doesn't change champion or the graces that I've experienced there. And so I kind of feel like that I can come to this place and still have that devotion to Our Lady of Good Help and share that with Adele um, and, 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 and ask the Blessed Mother for her good help. And so for me, um, I think, you know, as, as you point out in your book, there's so much confusion between good help, good success, perpetual help. I think this is going to, I think Our Lady of Champion is going to help more people discover this place. And for me, that's that's more important than um, this place being named after the title that Adele and myself had have somewhat of a devotion to. Well, that's great. And so we do invoke the intercession of Our Lady of Champion. We ask her to pray for us, to pray for our conversion, to pray for the conversion of those in our own lives that are away from God. And so uh, we also strive to live that message that Mary spoke. Lest we forget, it was first a message of prayer. She told Adele to offer her communion for the conversion of sinners and to uh, make a general confession. So she was invited into prayer. And that was what Our Lady said. I'm the Queen of Heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners, and I wish you to do the same. So when we live this message, we are participating in the interior life of Our Lady. And then she told Adele to gather the children to teach them what they needed to know for salvation. So, so it's a prayerful message, and it's also this active, catechetical, evangelical message as well. So, so we strive to live that message. You're going to go home to Florida. You're going to live that message as you go home with your family, as you teach, uh, as you teach your uh, stepdaughter, as you uh, teach your new child coming in, and. Uh, and so I'll live that message too as a priest, and uh, we'll strive to uh, do whatever Jesus tells us to do, uh, which was the command of Our Lady at Cana. So what a wonderful conversation to talk about your own pilgrimage experience at the Champion Shrine and uh, how you've experienced Mary's good help there. So thanks so much, Anthony, for your willingness to uh, speak into a microphone on this podcast today. Thank you. Enjoyed it.